0: hello guys welcome to run planet 365 and today we're going to talk about the importance of uh, you know fully understanding the heart rate training and and for those of you that haven't listened to the latest episodes or the earlier episodes i'm going to refresh some things and 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 sort of explain in a perspective from people's examples and uh, hopefully that will uh make you understand heart rate training endurance training the correlation between the two and how you can you know really improve and what you have to do in endurance training to make that um, full improvement okay so definitely we are going to talk about we're going to talk about like how to properly train with um with heart rate training, and uh, and how to improve and and, and and make sense out of it, like so that you guys have full understanding of what you're doing. Because if you understand the heart rate and what you're doing and how you're doing, you're gonna be very very successful. Okay. So, so the number one thing that we need to understand that heart rate is basically your speedometer in your car okay and think of it this way that we all have different cars right somebody could drive a Kia somebody can drive a a, a Dodge somebody drives a Ferrari and in all of these cars we have a speedometer and some of these cars are faster some of these cars are slower and so on so what we have to understand as runners is that we're all different our heart rates are different and our power and and lactate and all of that is different and that's fine you know you have to accept that we're 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 all been given whatever genetic lottery that we have and we have to make the best out of it and and whatever that maybe you you're not capable of being the world-class athletes maybe you're not capable of running some crazy times but there's something for sure that you're capable of and that's being the best version of yourself and through heart rate training uh it would it's nice for you as an athlete to find out these things so that you can make these improvements and and really learn um how to be successful and how to reach the new highs of this so what I want to focus really more is, is, is given some examples. And my examples are uh, more of like the biggest thing that I see with heart rate training at first or, or, or overall is that the, the people, the, whether it be newcomers or somebody that hasn't ran for long and even my wife at the beginning, like the heart rate you're not very efficient at low heart rates. And that's 95% of the people struggle with this dilemma. They're not very efficient, okay? And the number one thing when you find out that you're not efficient at um, these heart rates and all of that is, number one thing, honestly, is denial and sort of like, I don't wanna believe in heart rate training, it's a bunch of BS and things like that. It could be for some people That they say that You know like Honestly if I would You know It's kind of like It's sad right Like you feel like Okay you go for a run And you're like I almost have to walk At 140 right And then Let's just assume that you're Maybe you're like A 200 Heart rate max person And you're walking at 140 And you see like well, What's the point of it You know I'm just gonna go out And run by a field And you scrap the heart rate training What you've done is you've done a a, one of the biggest mistakes that anybody can do myself you anybody it's not about you know if you made this mistake that you're a bad person or anything like that it's just look what you've done is you've surrendered for the long-term development and now every day you go out there and most likely you're in the 160s and 170s on your daily runs you're used to it you don't you don't know it and you feel like you're training right but what you're doing is you're not really running easy at all you're not you're not building your tendons you're not building your joints you're not building your heart rate you're not building your slow twitch muscles so at the end of the day you train whatever you know 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 whatever the number is miles a week and you're constantly maybe getting sick maybe getting injured you're not improving in races And, and and the answer to this is it's because it's because we are you're not able you're not able to run in your slow twitch muscle area and that's a significant problem right so most of your runs or runs that you're doing you're not actually running slow and you're not creating slow twitch muscles or mitochondria and those are needed in order for you to be able to do the workouts and races fast that's why we try you know if it was all quick fix why would then then why would the people run 100 miles or as many miles as possible as they can i mean to be you know if you're training for anything 5k and up you know up to marathon why would people run 100 mile weeks if if, in a lot of it at slow pace if, if it you know if it didn't make sense they wouldn't right people can run 40 miles and run a little bit faster uh, i'm pretty sure that everybody would run less right i mean why not you know like you get the same results with less training that's always the key in running right so so you kind of have to think about that you know so the, the person that always is running you know let's just say you're that person that's running that you know you scrapped the heart rate 140 you said hey i'm gonna run and whatever i'm not gonna pay attention to this because i almost have to walk and then you can't make any improvements because you don't know where your tempo is if, if your if your normal days are 160 170 where, where's your tempo i mean where there is no differences in your heart rate your ceiling has been pushed like basically you're going from 150 to 200 and that's all you've got right from moving from slow running to maximum best case scenario you got 50 beats to play with there's not that's not much now let me give you some examples of somebody a you know like i'll give you my examples because it's easier for me to explain but let me give you examples like i've been running for many many years right i can't even recall it maybe I don't know since high school on and off right but so that would be I'd say 20 years so when you go for a run and like right now I go for my run and I go for one hour at 120 beats right that's considered very easy run enjoyable I'm looking around blah 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 65% of the max heart rate so now let's put it that maybe i know that two years ago i i um or last year was it i know that i was at 185 as a max heart rate so think about it this now i'm running at seven minute pace or 710 roughly at uh, at 65% of my max heart rate, right? And that's considered easier on slow twitch muscles. I'm recovering, all of that stuff is happening. And I look at it, and, and, and then that means I have 65 beats until my maximum, and that's my easy day. Okay, so I have a lot of lot of things from 120 to 185 that are happening, especially if I need to be at maybe. One, you know, if I increase 10 beats, the pace changes dramatically. If I increase another 10 beats, a dramatical change. So that's what we want to do with heart rate training, is we want to separate all the points. We wanna take 65%, we wanna take 70%. We, and when I say these numbers, it's like of your max, so you should calculate these, 75 and 80. And you want to start creating these gaps, meaning like you want to get faster at each heart rate and each heart rate, getting faster at each heart rate will allow the other heart rate to get faster to a certain extent, right? If you improve your easy days, right, automatically, you know, as you practice more, it will be easier for you to do your hard days because you now improve the function of your heart. And that's why we do heart rate training, okay? It's the most important thing for you to have as a tool to improve. So that person that's, you know, found out that, hey, you know, this is an example, that you run, I have to walk at 140, what's the point of it? I'm going to scrap the heart rate. What that person should have done is should have said, hey, recognize the weakness. I'm at 140, that's my weakness. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to run at this heart rate or walk, until i can run a little faster until i can run again faster and i'm gonna just specifically stress that aspect of that of my heart so that i can get better and eventually the 140 maybe you had to walk maybe in two three months time now you're running at 140 imagine and now next maybe a year later you're now running significantly faster at 140. Nothing has changed, your speedometer usually stays the same, meaning your maximum heart rate stays almost the same, but maybe loses one beat per year, okay? So, you need to make sure that you leave no stone left behind. And when I say this saying, no stone left behind, is that you need to make sure that you attack every single heart rate and that you are good from the lower zones, that you're good at, you know, that you can run even at, you know, for some people at 120, 130. And I don't want to give numbers because the numbers by itself mean nothing unless uh, unless you know your your maximum heart rate. But what, what I want you to know, just take the, the maximum heart rate Like, in my case, 185. And then I go 185 times 0.65 is 120. So that's my 65%. So that's like, I try to not run uh, much slower than 120, right? Because at the end of the day, that's the minimum required for, for, for exercise at my level or at anybody's level at 65% to be able to, you know, gain some benefits of running with the stroke volume of the heart and stuff like that. So once you have your numbers, like, it's really easy. Once you know, and that's why it's so important to know your maximum heart rate, right? And once you know your, and and another way, let's say if you don't know your maximum heart rate, but if you know your maximum, uh, or if you know your lactate threshold, just add about, you know, 15 to 20 beats to that, and that's roughly your maximum heart rate. So it's more, it's fine, both of those are fine, okay? So what you wanna know, what you need to know is just those, once you know your zones, guys, and you've written them down, the job becomes much easier. Because now, when I assign people um, a training run or job or something like that, I say, hey, 60 minutes, and, and I and I give a lot of different variety of 60 minutes, but I give, hey, I say 60 minutes at, from hot rate of uh, 140 to 150. So you go out there for one hour and, and, and you stay in that zone range on your own and you stay there and, and, you know, and, and, and your job is you can be at 140, at 145 or at 150. It's up to you how you're feeling that day. But what you're doing is you're, you're, you're specifically stressing that 140, 150 zone for maybe this runner that's 70 to 75% and you're getting efficient at it and that's it you know and that you keep doing that week to week on certain days you know there's other days to to that we work it's because in endurance training we don't want to just always run easy because I feel like uh, there's a good combination of some people that are capable of already training to do a little bit of workouts to, to, to have a little balance between the between the two that creates a lot more success for them and, and variety and variety is good because it you know keeps the injuries away and so on. so but anyway, that's so important guys like if you're not able to you know have these gaps and that's one of the typical number one reasons that people struggle with heart rate training because right away they find out that hey you know there is no difference between one you know me running easy or hard my heart rate is high already that's a good thing because now you found out that hey i'm not aerobically well developed yet i'm gonna need some time you know it's not like going to the basketball court and finding out that you're an amazing three-point shooter without ever practicing. In running, it practically it practically doesn't work like that. you know like if you find out you're weak at your aerobic heart development or low low easy running, that's you know it's not like I'm gonna go out there for a few runs, few weeks and I'm gonna change that. No that's gonna take you know that's gonna take few months to see some small change. And then longer than that, you know, that's why it's called endurance training. That's why it's called, uh, you know, it takes time. It takes years. That's why you're seeing nowadays people, even at age 40, are running amazing times. They accumulated all the miles of strength. They've developed a strong heart. They've, You know, like, that's what you want to be able to do. You want to be able to have all these differences. You want to be able to run at easy heart rate zones. You want to be able to enjoy running. And and when you're in the right zones in running, and staying in low heart rates, it, you really will be able to run a lot more than you've ever imagined, and a lot of it will be much more enjoyable than you've ever imagined. And that's that's what I've been always telling people. It's like, you know, like running doesn't have to be miserable. It doesn't have to be where you always feel like you need to run fast, hard, moderate. Look, most of your running should be in easy zones you know, and then you combine that, you know, with workout days, and, you know, and that's how you're going to get a PB when you go to a race, and that's how you're going to run fast, and it's no rocket or no brain science or rocket science, it's it's everybody knows what they need to do, the fact is just doing it, you know, and then accepting it, like, hey, this is where I'm at, and that's, there's no way, like, I'll give you an example, one year I was a little bit out of shape, I didn't run much, I gained a little bit of weight, and I couldn't like, I go out there and be my heart rate being a 140s, 150s and I was like that's a little bit too high for everyday easy runs and of course I struggled, I got some injuries, I felt like I was just pushing it all the time. I just didn't feel right, you know, and and then I just had to accept it that hey, I'm gonna have to run very slow until I get better, until I get back to my weight, until I get back to my my heart stabilizes, whether it be 3 months, 6 months, I have to do it, I have no choice and that's what I did. Uh, and then I was able to change that. So it's not like it happens overnight. It's just, you know, it takes time, guys. But it, but week to week, month to month, year to year, you do that, and you're gonna be a totally different person. And there's no secret. And that's pretty much every athletes. You know, if like you you, you want to know what elite athletes do, you know, it's like, honestly, it's one of the most boring lives that you can ever imagine. You know, like I. Uh, you know like they sleep they run and they repeat that process you know they do nothing and they try to do nothing they know when they're running 120 140 mile a week you don't have and you go into the gym and you don't have time for anything else you know you can barely go from one room to another room you know you're always in a tired mode you're creating you know when you when you're tired all the time it's it's also good you're creating fitness you know and then you're recovering and your body's getting more and more able to handle certain things uh, so yeah guys you know being able to run at lower heart rate zones is the key and the way the way to start improving is to accept that and until the moment they they you don't want to accept that and start actually executing the plans and facing the reality whether you like it or not you're not going to be able to improve because what's going to happen is you're going to go to a race and you're going to try to run and the moment the gun goes off the moment you're one mile into a half marathon you're already going to be at your lactate threshold. Your your heart rate is just going to shoot up there. And then next thing you know, it's going to go much over. You're not going to be able to stabilize it. And then you're pretty much done. You know, and you're not going to see an improvement in your times. And that's what I always tell people. I said, just say, take time. Take time to build your endurance. Take time to improve year to year. And you're going to see success if you're patient. Don't rush the process. You know, you're not going to become you know, the best version of yourself in one minute, in one week, in one month, you know, it, it, it really does takes like three months increments at a time to see small changes. And if you can put, you know, if you, I always tell this, I said, I was telling my wife, I said, look, you know, like, even though we have a lot of ups and downs through every year when we train, I said, look at it, like, you know, you're still improving in a marathon every single year. You know, how many people can say that, you know like that they do that you know like and, and it's it's difficult that's why it's not it's not that it's something wrong with it but i told her like you know every year you've improved you know you're not you're now at 229 zero, zero. and and of course as an athlete as a perfectionist or whatever you want to call us or or or, or dreamers of course, we, we dream of 225, 224 for her and we want to get there much faster, you know, and sometimes we do the work, but the time that, you know, it doesn't come as, as fast as we would like, uh, but, but we still, we still push on and we still try to be the best versions of ourselves and, you know, and just to see what we can do. We don't want to, you know, we, we, we believe that it's gonna happen. We put in the work, keep putting in the work, eventually you're gonna go at a race and eventually it's gonna happen. So what's, you know, what, what we need to, so after I've said all this and you say, okay, coach B, what now? Well, the next thing, the next thing that you need to know is, is you need to give yourself a timeline and you need to say, hey, I'm going to give myself, you know, some time to get better. And I'm going to record my runs and I'm going to assess this information and I'm going to say, hey, here I did one hour or whatever 30 minutes or 45 anything that you want here i did at this and this pace i ran i have you know whatever i i have this pace and this heart rate and i'm gonna see if that starts to improve on you know every two or three weeks look for improvement in three weeks similar conditions similar course you know kind of like that and then see you know are you improving is your heart rate getting better so what's gonna happen is that your heart rate right your heart rate you're gonna get better um, meaning your heart rate is gonna be lower your pace is gonna be better and so on so like if you did one hour run at at, at 150 average and you say you did like nine minute miles uh, you know in two months you do it again or one month and you have same thing you have 150 hot rate but now you got 851 that means you've improved right and of course you know there will be dumb days you always go up and you go a little bit of down but what i'm looking for is just this improvement in you know constant improvement week you know month to month seeing it hey is is your training working because remember that's how you find out if your training is working if you're improving if you're improving then your training is working you know if not then you got to assess some things and you got to say well am i doing something wrong am i running too slow too fast am i not staying in my heart rate zone am i going over my heart rate zone You know, like the number one mistake that I always see people do is go over the heart rate training zone that's been assigned and then wonder why they're not improving because you're not doing the job that you need to do. And what I always said with heart rate training is the most important thing. We have to lower our ego, you, me, everybody. We have to make sure that that we lower the ego because we're not gonna improve. If we don't improve, right, with heart rate training, it's because we try to run too fast for our fitness, too fast for our zones, and we miss out on on all the beneficial things that, you know, that running provides for for you, for everybody, you know, with the slow twitch muscles and everything that you need to do that. So I always said, even if you okay for the next person and somebody says well i don't have a heart rate i don't use a heart rate and i don't want to use it and and my answer would be like that that's still fine there are some people that don't want to use it and i'm not like by any means i'm not saying that heart rate training is the only way to improve it's not but it's like because there's a lot of professional runners that have never even wore a heart rate and they're still a world-class runner. So let's take that away. But the benefits of having a heart rate monitor and heart rate is it's like having a cheat sheet in front of your runs when you're not fully in touch with your body yet. So this is, in other words, it's, it's actually at first there to slow you down and then when you get in better shape, is to make sure that you specifically can hit certain paces, so or heart rate efforts. So it's the same concept of like you say, hey, I don't want to have a speedometer in front of my car. I know what 40 miles an hour feels like, and if you know it, then perfectly every single time, and you can execute that, then 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 then, then you know then that's great, and that's amazing. But not many people can do that, so that's why we have this thing to confirm. You know, like. And when you run by heart rate, you know, a lot of people ask me, you, are you looking at, like, the heart rate every 10 seconds? No, I'm not looking at the heart rate every 10 seconds because I know that that it's not going to be jumping all the time. I pretty much know what I need to do, you know, to have the heart rate wherever it, it is already, you know. Like, I just check once in a while just to make sure, that, hey, am I still in the zone or or have I gone out of it, you know. I, I don't try to i don't try to like be obsessed about it where i'm checking every three seconds nothing is changing you know but i am checking is is it like correlating how i'm feeling right now i'm always assessing hey what's feeling how's my body Is where's the pain am i have a pain in my it band am i have a pain in my achilles i'm always assessing these things as i'm doing my easy runs and then when i come home you know, uh, I know that hey, I need to address this area because it was a little bit tight, and then you know, for whatever reason, and then you you have to fix that issue. You know, whether it be whether it be fixing like, um, um, you know, like your AT, uh, your your Achilles is tight. You know, gotta roll out the calves or anything like that. You know, anything that can that can have. Um, you know an impact on your running you can always fix that uh when you come home and, 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 and you know just whatever niggles that you have you're gonna have niggles in running world you're always gonna have something that something is hurting or something it's just part of the endurance world like that's why we try to get the massage sometimes that's why we you know get a norma tech boots that's why we got ice bath. It's just, you know, it's because it's a physical sport, you know, it's a weight to your body ratio, you know, it's like whatever weight that you are, well, that's what you gotta carry on, that's what you gotta, you know, run with when you're moving forward and that's an impact sport and that's always gonna affect the way your body feels, right, so anyways, so that, that's all you need to do, guys. What you need to do is, you know, if, if you're on board, if, if you want to be successful at heart rate training, first of all, you got to write yourself a note or a contract, hey, I'm going to do this for one year and I'm going to see what results it produces, And I'm going to be consistent, you know, and I'm going to be patient and I'm going to follow the rules. And I'm going to see where it gets me, okay? And And remember, if you're intentional with things in life, whether it be running or anything, you're always going to be doing a really good job. You know, it's it's the times where we don't plan. It's the times that we don't execute properly. It's the times that we're just like skip days. Ah, I'll just do it tomorrow. Hey, I'm okay with this. It's Those are those times that that get us in trouble. You know, fully not planning how we're going to do things, why we're going to do them. And, you know and, and and then it leads to like hey another year goes by and you' you've you've not had good consistent training you've not seen good race results and, and 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 you know and you're questioning yourself you're questioning your doubts like hey am I a good runner or am I, what am I doing wrong well you got to have a journal you got to have these things and you got to write them down and you gotta and you got to keep yourself accountable you know tell yourself hey I'm gonna run five times a week uh, two days of rest and I'm gonna do as best of my abilities to focus on getting my heart rate where it needs to be. And and if that means only doing one workout a week and doing other easy runs or even all easy runs and, and, and just having like, hey, three easier zone and two faster easier zone or even two moderate ones, if that's what it means you need to do, then that's what it means you need to do right and then when you come out of that you know maybe in six months time and you say hey now what i'm gonna do is now now i've built myself in a good physical fitness my heart rate is in good place and now i'm ready to to do something with it maybe i can do some workouts some braces and 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 that's that's how running works guys and that's what we have to do in order to see this improvement. so so please um enjoy enjoy running enjoy the journey of finding out the best version of yourself you know don't be ashamed or don't be embarrassed slow down put that heart rate on go out there and execute every day you know stick to the plan and do what you have to do in in order to find out the best the best version of yourself you know and then see what you know what what are you capable of doing and and you know and then after one year or so and you've done it all and, and see how much you know you write you read your excel sheets and whatever data and say hey during one year i've improved my pace one minute per mile or 30 seconds per mile or and some people might even improve more you'd be surprised but there is no any other way to improve um uh, the heart rate training besides sticking to the correct zones there is no any other way and I'm telling you that right now there is no like hey I'm gonna just you know do cross training a lot and I'm gonna do strength training days and I'm just gonna have my intensity running days uh, that's gonna keep you you know fast don't even try it I've tried it all you don't need to do that what you need to do you know what you need to do is you need to make sure that you stick, you know, that you that you stick to the plan. You run in as much as your body can handle. You have fun, but that you enjoy the process, and that you have plenty of easy days in there with running, because that's what advances your fitness endurance. You know, it's not the look. Anybody can do the workout days. Anybody, literally anybody, right? But it, it, it's the easy days that. We still need to do it even when we don't feel like doing them and that's the key in, in this in this running world like you know people give too much um, credit to the easy days i mean to the workout days but it's the easy days that you know that are 80 percent of your overall training volume you know don't those are the days without those days you can't do the workouts so think of like like this think of like your easy days are days that allow you to go and do your workout days right if you don't have your easy days you can not go do your workout and even if you don't have your easy days and you go do your workout days it's not the same because now you don't have the slow twitch muscles and in order for you to have the higher lactate threshold you need to have a lot of slow twitch muscles so that's the combination and this has been tested and I've tested it on myself on my wife and so many other people is the more volume you can run the more slow twitch muscles you're gonna have and one or two workouts a week is the where you take advantage of having those slow twitch muscles and you make that improvement and that's and that's pretty much it you know that that's the beauty of what why you know you know you never really lose like. A run right even running at eight minute pace or in in case of me or my wife it's still beneficial you're still doing so many good things and and when I say eight minute pace in my case what we mean is like you know uh, three minutes per mile or two and a half minutes per mile slower than our race pace right so take your time whatever that you run and, and and basically add or subtract three minutes so if you run your half marathon at nine minute pace and i would say well there's nothing wrong with running at 12 minutes per mile if on your easy days sometimes that's that's what the level you know you might have to be at running 11 to 12 minute miles you know that that's what it's required don't think that you can you know don't think that you have to um, uh, don't think that you have to run at um, you know always fast and uh, you know you can you can run much slower and still gain the benefits of the slow twitch muscles of course there's always that perfect ideal place like hey you know like where's my sweet spot of my easy runs and you can find that out but i'm going to tell you that right now it's anywhere from from 65 to 70 to true to 72 percent 73 the max is the real like sweet spot of easy runs and i've tested it out like with with a 70 percent being like the perfect perfect easy day I'm telling you I've done like thousand plus runs of one hour and I've tested the theory of like hey I've tried at 60 I've tried like hundreds of runs at 65%, 67, 69, 70, 70 72, 73 I've only 75 and I found out that the best runs that make me feel the best make me feel great and everything it recover, prepare me for the next day it make my legs feel strong is the runs that are at seven, you know, at seventy percent of my max heart rate. So for me, to be honest with you, it's at that one thirty zone, right? Like, honestly, hundred thirty beats per minute, I can do all day long. It's an enjoyable pace. It's not too slow. It's not too fast. It's just that, like, hey, harmony, harmony is out there. I'm enjoying my run. I can talk to people. I'm still getting all the benefits that I'm seeking, I'm recovering fantastically for my next day, and and that's it, you know, those are the things that I'm looking to to advance and to get better with. So, that's what you guys have to make sure that you never forget that your easy days are very, very crucial and important, and I never want you to lose the ability to, um, I never want you to lose the ability to to run slow, uh, because in order to run fast, you also must run slow. And I can tell you a lot of professional runners that are high-level Kenyans, whether they're not Kenyans, that people that are Olympic trial qualifiers, everything, a lot of them run their easy runs anywhere from one minute to even up to three minutes slower than their half-marathon pace, you know. And, 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 and the ideal thing of being around, you know, if you're at sea level, is honestly, if you take your half marathon pace and if you add two minutes per mile, that's gonna be like your truly easy, enjoyable run. And not a recovery day, but a normal easy day. So for somebody like me, my, if my best is at 5.06 per mile, don't that means at 7.06, you know, 7.10 pace is really my truly enjoyable runs at sea level on a flat, you know ground and things like that so you really got to enjoy it guys you really got to enjoy it anyways um, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I hope that this episode's like you know that you really listen to it and that you really take advantage of it and 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 apply this to yourself and, and and basically say you know what I need to do this for myself I need to make sure that I stick to the plan. I do something for, as I said, I was gonna do it, and that I deliver. You know, for one, you know, for one year, I try, I try, and I see that how good can I get? And you, you're gonna be very, very happy. You're gonna be extremely happy where you're gonna be. You know, you're gonna be healthy. You're gonna, you're gonna reach new heights, and, and you're gonna find out that you know, there's that you never had to really work as hard as you thought you did you know in terms of like people think a lot of times that hey the harder i run the harder i work the more i push the better i'm gonna be and that is so far from the truth in endurance training don't get me wrong you get to the point of high level you need to work hard right but you need to know when to work hard and you need to be very precise you know on your workouts and your easy days you know that's the biggest difference between the professional runners and non-professional runners is the execution of the easy days and, you know, and, and workout days. You know, runners, you know, professional runners know exactly that, hey, an easy day is an easy day, and, and if that means even running at, you now twice as slow as their fast days, they will do it. You know, there's nothing that they're trying to prove on easy days, they, you don't need to prove anything, you know, you just need to do what you need to do and you can prove your you know improve your fitness on a on a workout days, you know, not so much on an easy day. Don't think don't think that you need to get out there and keep pushing the easy day to every single time that you're gonna get something out there out of that easy day. Look, you're not gonna get anything out of it unless you're in a base phase. I would not even try to I would not even try to you know to push and to do anything crazy in your training. Just stick to the basics, stick to the easy days, easy workout days in the training zone and keep putting week-to-week training and 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 see where it takes you. And you will go very far in this sport. I promise you that. And you will be very successful as a runner. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you on the next uh episode. Thank you.